Welcome to Ignite Visibility University Interview Edition, where we learn from the top marketers in the world, what drives them, their mistakes, their wins, and secrets to success. This podcast is brought to you by Ignite Visibility, one of the top digital marketing agencies in the nation. Hello, Ignite Nation. Welcome to another Ignite Visibility University. Today on the podcast, I have Director of Growth Marketing, Jesse Ness, who works for Equid.com. Jesse, thank you so much for being on. How are you doing today? Doing great, John. It's good to, good to be on. I, I, uh, I do a podcast myself, and so now I'm on the other side of this, so uh, I, hope I hope I can do, a, do all right as being the, <laughs> on the other side of the microphone. First time on the other side of the microphone. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That, Get my that, first time jitters out of the way, so, you know, here we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's dive into it. And just so everybody knows from Ignite Visibility University, Jesse and I do have a history. We've known each other for quite a long time. We've been colleagues. We have um, taken Google Analytics exams together. I think I actually got quite a few tips from him the first time that uh, I was taking my uh, GAIQ back in 2010. And, uh, you know, since then, Jesse has had just an amazing career um, in digital, an incredibly smart guy who I, I really respect in a, a lot of ways. And now Jesse's at Equid.com. So Jesse, tell us just a little bit about what you're doing now. What's, what's your role looking like at Equid? And um, break that down for us a little bit. Yeah, so uh, Director of Growth Marketing is uh, a, kind of a new title in the industry. So I, I've been in the marketing side up. I would say director of growth marketing or related roles are, I'm like the traffic guy, right, if you will. So I handle SEO, PPC, uh, primarily you know, Facebook and Google, um, and kind of all different types of traffic acquisition, all the way, and we're a SaaS platform, so all the way for getting people all the way through uh, sign up and in the paid. So I touch a lot of different things. All the, I, I will say I get to do a lot of the fun stuff in marketing where, you know, we get to do videos on YouTube and, um, you know, the Facebook, all the crazy stuff going on Facebook and Instagram. So uh, it's, a good, it's a good place to be. Absolutely. That does seem to be the title that everybody's kind of going after now. Director of growth marketing, you know, head of growth marketing. It seems to be very, very digital focused, a little bit in, in some ways more digital, but in, in this case, it's an overarching title of uh, Director of Growth Marketing. I've see, seen that title um, growing quite a bit. And so, Jesse, tell me a little bit about, you know, kind of how you got to where you are today. So, and I think, you know, a lot of people on, on listening to this podcast with Ignite Nation, Ignite Visible University, you know, they, they really eventually want to get to a role where they're like Director of Growth Marketing. So, so how did you get started? And then how did you end up to, to being in this position? Sure. So, uh, you know, it's actually a little funny. Get, the getting started was I sort, of, I sort of talked my way into my first job, in all honesty. Um, I had done PPC for my own side business, and I thought I knew what I was doing uh, by just like kind of watching a few videos and stuff. And then when I went to this interview, which I was not quite qualified for, in all honesty, uh, you know, I, I actually was learning things from the person interviewing me. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't tracking conversions, you can do that. So, um, so anyway, I, I kind of talked my way into my first role, but uh, from there, it was a really fast learning curve where, um, you, you know, like when you have clients that are asking you questions and you don't know the answer, like I was able to research and find the answer pretty quickly. And so, um, so anyway, I did kind of talk my way into my first gig, but it, I will say from there, it was just, it, you know, it's just learning quickly. And of course you can, 
you can always Google it. So there's, <laughs> uh, hopefully people listening know that, like, yeah, you, you can always Google most of the questions you get, um, but then it's just, uh, you know, performing from, from that point on. No, I absolutely love that. That's actually one thing that I always tell people about our industry. I said, there's a million blogs, you know, on every topic in digital marketing. You can always Google it. You can always figure it out. You can always get scrappy and find out the answer to something quickly. Um, So that's actually a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it should be obvious, but yeah, just Google it and you'll probably figure it out. And you know, like if, <laughs> if you want to make it in digital, eventually you're going to go into a new platform and you're going to have to figure it out. Like there's going to be yep. navigate around, look at the fields, fill stuff out. And, and most of it's obvious if you, you know, like get outside of your head and just think about it like, Oh, it says description. Like, all right, well write a long description and probably you use keywords that Google's going to like. So that's kind of a, you know, you can always figure it out. And even if you're not, I'm not a developer necessarily, but I know enough about dev stuff to, to talk to my devs. So, um, you can figure it out. (laughs) Absolutely. So talk us through that career history a little bit though, just briefly. So you, I know you kind of got your way into your first job, but then you were a a director at a couple different companies and yeah. then, um, and then now you've been at Equid for a while. So, I mean, that, that was quite an evolution. I mean, you've been in the space for, um, I would say over a decade now or near a decade. Is that right? Yeah. It's really weird and scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I started out at a pretty, pretty low salary where I was a little, you know, I actually took a step down from a different career. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think in digital LinkedIn is your friend. And by that, I mean like, you know, you, you have the right title, you have the right job experience, like people, there's recruiters um, in this industry. John, you probably have seen both sides of that where, you know, like there, there are recruiters and they recruit out of your company as well. And so that it's, it can be frustrating, but for people that are looking to build a career in this industry, like there are recruiters out there and they are paid only if they find you a, a job. And usually that comes with a nice little, usually there's a 20% pay bump in that, you know, give or take. So um, so I actually got my first job and was recruited out fairly soon uh, to a, a rival agency. And actually, the next agency was great. I had a, had a good, learned a lot there as well. And, um, you know, like the hashtag agency life, like, yeah, it was a, you had to work pretty hard. And there were some uh, late evenings every now and then. But it was fun. You learn a lot. And then I got recruited out to another uh, e-commerce platform. Um, spent a couple of years there and then I was recruited again, actually. And it was, it was really all kind of through LinkedIn and, and being recruited. And then once I, uh, was at Equid, I was just, it was a very comfortable place. Um, you know, I, uh, I just, I like what I do. Um, you know, like I'm in the e-commerce space, uh, in the digital. So, um, and I have a couple side businesses as well. So for me, this is great where, uh, you know, when, when I'm at work, I'm learning stuff I'm at home and when I'm at home I'm learning stuff that I can apply at work and um, you know so but I actually like the industry I like digital I like uh, advertising and and e-commerce so uh, it's fun for me it's not really always a job (laughs) yeah you know Jesse Jesse is a true industry expert and and humble you know in a lot of ways but running um, a variety of, of very successful uh, marketing programs at different um, agencies in town. And then now at Equid, which has been uh, about five plus years now. And you, you've had just um, a, a great run there growing that company. And uh, we've worked together and um, we've done some some pretty amazing stuff there. Like, 
oh man, you know, launching into, you know, 27 different countries and languages and, and, and SEO and SEM and Facebook. And I mean, I mean, it's, it's been a pretty amazing ride with that business. And so now that we're kind of, you know, we're talking a little bit about the Equid side, which if, if you guys don't know what they do, um, you know, they're an e-commerce platform. Jesse, why don't you maybe explain a little bit about what Equid is? Because I think it's a pretty interesting model and not, not something you see a lot of online. You, you do have a couple of unique qualities, right? For sure. So, I mean, I'll give you kind of the, the, the corporate answer first, and then I'll give you the more off-the-cuff answer. But, you know, like the, <laughs> okay. the, yeah, don't, don't worry if this is for, uh, you know, child safe, uh, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the, the, you know, the corporate answer is we're a freemium SaaS e-commerce platform. So freemium means you can, you can start, it's free. Uh, you can build an online store, make sales. You can, you can do a whole bunch for free for lifetime. So kind of like Dropbox where you can use it for free. Um, of course, we don't get paid if you stay for free forever. So um, we do have a lot of upgrade triggers. So if you want to talk to support or add extra products or connect to Amazon or Instagram or Facebook, things like that, then you do have to move to a paid plan. So it's a, it's a freemium SaaS platform. Kind of one of our claims to fame is um, we are embeddable. So we are the, um, you can put us on any website. So you can add it to, um, you know, a WordPress site, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, um, or really kind of any, you know, any weird CMS out there that you might be on, uh, like you can just paste the JavaScript in there and, and you have a full on store. We're also really strong in social. So um, if you want to have a store on Facebook um, and then Instagram has kind of been a hot one lately, I, I will say like that's Instagram's the hottest platform out there um, for social. And we, we allow people to have shoppable posts so they can, you know, take, take a lifestyle shot, a product shot, and then just like taking people on an Instagram post, you can take the product. So it makes those posts shoppable and stories shoppable, things like that. So that's been like a really fun campaign to, to work on something like campaign. It's just like a huge, it's just a, it's a big thing. So, uh, so we love that. And I would say, I, and I was just at some conferences recently and, and when you only have 30 seconds to pitch your company, I was saying if, if WooCommerce and Shopify had a baby, they would have Equid. So that's my, <laughs> I, I tested it out. I like was, that. Yeah. You know, I tested out at happy hours and stuff too. It was not, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, people can kind of get it more like, yeah, like WooCommerce, which only works on WordPress, but that's like free downloadable and Shopify is, um, you know, they're kind of leading the market right now, but they're, they're a, you have to use Shopify. You can't put it in any other place. And it's definitely on the more expensive side. So, so yeah. I always thought that Equid had a great model. You know, I, I love the distributed commerce angle. You know, I learned about that when we started working with you guys um, a long time ago, but this idea that you can sell anywhere. And I feel like distributed commerce is something that is growing online right now. And it's becoming really complicated for a lot of people to manage because you can sell in so many different places. And so how do you get the product in those places connected to your uh, initial inventory and kind of have everything talking together? And one thing that's cool about Equid is it allows you to do that, but on a micro level, like it's not like a premium, super expensive option or anything like that. And, and, and a small, medium business can get up and running kind of right away and be selling. So 
it definitely is is a is a pretty darn cool platform um, that you guys have going there. So so Jesse, you've been running marketing there um, with you know other people as well, but you know you, you know now leading director of growth marketing, and and I know that you're an incredibly savvy marketer. Talk to me about like some of the ways that you're seeing success in marketing right now for this type of you know SaaS business. Like what's what's really working? Walk us through that a little bit. Sure. So I think the, the things that are, are working are, you know, this should be kind of part of everybody's tool set, right? Like the, this is the, the general blueprint is, you know, use, use Google AdWords or ad, Google ads, whatever they're calling it now for the, you know, to gather the most, um, you know, gather search traffic for people that are your best customers and then use Facebook. Um, well, I'm simplifying it a little bit, but of course you're using Facebook more, for the remarketing and you know, pushing them through your funnel, if you will. So, uh, and of course there's crossover, like you can use Google for remarketing and you can also use Facebook for prospecting. But generally speaking, it's um, people that are searching the keywords that I want, they're in Google because they know specifically what they want. They find us, hopefully they sign up right away, but of course they, they don't. And then you use Facebook to um, target specific ads and videos depending on where they are in the process. So if they just saw us, they're going to get remarketing a little more general rah-rah e-commerce. And then if they have already signed up but haven't paid yet, we're going to talk more about very specific features that they would get if they upgrade or more, um, you know, so kind of pushing them through the, the, the funnel or the, the, you know, customer journey, whatever you want to call it, depending on your business. Um, so those are kind of the, the two big ones. And then now I know you're an SEO guy. So. Okay, wait, wait. Diagnosability okay. University, I want you to just get a second and, and listen to what Jesse just said. I mean, he just breezed over that, but that is, that's a super advanced, awesome paid media strategy. So somebody doing a search in Google, they're looking for your product or service. They come to the landing page. They're qualified. You turn that into your Facebook remarketing funnel, where maybe you're serving them a series of ads and videos and then pushing them further and further down and that type of thing. And then using that, of course, as a next step to create things like lookalike audiences or similar audiences within Google. That's the kind of innovative cutting edge stuff that is working pretty well right now. So, Jesse, awesome. Uh, keep, keep walking us through some of the other things that are working for you. Yeah, and I think, and, and to add to what you said there, it's, it's really about layer, layering all those different strategies. So like, yes, of course, if they type in a specific keyword, they're super qualified, they typed in that keyword because they, you know, they really wanted it. But if you can layer on, um, had they been to your site before, you bid up more on that, that particular campaign, or if they're in the lookalike campaign, you bid up more, and kind of layering all these different audiences and all these, um, and that is more on the advanced side. Like I, I probably didn't do that very well, you know, two years ago. And I've been, been working on that uh, as a strategy over the past couple of years, but like um, layering. And then of course, once you get people these certain pages, Facebook knows a lot more about these people than, than we do. So their lookalikes um, are very powerful. They know, they know weird things about people that, you, <laughs> um, you know, if somebody's interested in this particular SaaS platform, they know other people that might be interested and they'll show that. So, so anyway, mm -hmm. layering remarketing audiences on top of those strategies. Um, and you know, like for on the SEO side, SEO is like a, that's more of the marathon than a sprint. So, um, you know, building content, um, you know, and, and actually I use, we use kind of blogging as uh, we boost a lot of our posts for blogging and then certain 
certain posts just get certain engagement and then we'll use those pre marketing too. So it's kind of like a test test bed. Um, and so SEO kind of just happens in the long run. Um, you know, like it, there's a lot of things you can do, but if you just keep building content, um, you know, eventually Google will notice you. So I'm super simple. How you explain, yeah. Oh, you, 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 you nailed that system. And, and for our listeners, Jesse just hit on the, the tip of the iceberg for what is really the system that works incredibly well in digital right now. And, you know, on the SEO side, they've done very well for a long time. There's a lot more to that. It goes deeper and deeper. But do you understand how Jesse just said that they do uh, a blog topic and then they do remarketing around that and then push them further down the funnel in the awareness stage and, and do use everything together, the integration between paid and the integration between SEO and email and all those things together um, is what has allowed this business to cut through the clutter and do really, really well. So, so Jesse, you talked, you gave us a couple great points. I mean, I think the Ignite University is really going to appreciate that. Talk to us about some of the pain points, okay? And this doesn't necessarily need to be for Equid industry wide. Like you're deep, you're you're at all these events. Like where where are some of the needs right now? Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Like where do frustrations come up for you? Yeah. So um, yeah, tracking is always a pain in the butt. Um, tracking and attribution, and you know, and I will say. I've been, I've been working here six, maybe almost seven years now. And I will say we still don't really have it figured out completely. Um, and that, and, and in that, I mean, oh yeah, we have Google analytics set up and we've dialed it in and we have filters and we have Facebook and we have all the pixels installed and then we have a database. So we have all this information coming towards us, but they don't all tell us the same thing. Um, very specifically, Facebook tends to be very, very generous with their attribution. Um, and the, the systems we have to track Google, we're a little, we're very conservative with it. And so I might have a certain cost per acquisition in Google. that's quite a bit higher than my cost per acquisition in Facebook. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Google is performing better than Facebook. And I have no idea what those, each of those numbers should be. So even many years down the road, I don't, I, I couldn't actually tell you if a, is a Google conversion worth twice as much as a, is a, what Facebook tells me a conversion is, I don't know. Um, so that's a problem. And I, and I know I'm not the only person with that, that problem. So. Well, the thing, Jesse, is that Jesse, for everybody who's listening, Jesse knows more about analytics than most people. It's almost like you know so much at this point that you don't trust any of it because, you know, you and yeah, I, I really have, spent, <laughs> have spent so many hours going through analytics, not recently, but about a year ago with a couple things. And, you know, I have to say, it's not just you. I talk to so many marketers out there. They have such an issue with digital attribution from start to finish. So I, I got to think that I agree with you that that's got to be one of the main pain points. And, you know, I think that data studio dashboards and things like that are kind of helping, but with all these different ways that you can kind of track and inflate data, um, it just, it gets complicated when you're reporting to a C-level or something like that, right? Oh, that is, that is the case. And, you know, like I'm looking at the data and I'm discounting this, you know, conversion versus this one, but then I report it up to, you know, board level and, you know, people that I'm not even in the room with and they might say, well, well, boy, if this number is lower than this one, why don't you just spend more money on Facebook? And it's like, well, you know, Facebook is tracking view throughs and, you know, like that all gets lost in the translation. Um, so 
so yeah, anyway, the tracking attribution, always a problem, even though there's all sorts of fancy tools that give you all sorts of fancy numbers and more metrics and graphs than you could possibly absorb. Um, you still kind of have to take a look at the overall, all right, did, <laughs> did the company make money? Did the company get new customers more so than we did the month before and, and, you know, average it across the whole thing. I mean, sadly, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we talked a little bit about the bad stuff, right? You know, as, as far as the pain points we're having and tracking is a big one. I think tracking and forecasting are big ones. I, I don't want to let the cow of the bag, but we're actually working on something around that space right now. I've been working on it for a little while. So Jesse, yeah. you will be the first to know. Awesome. But when we get into things like new innovations, right? Mm -hmm. So marketing, you and I are at a lot of conferences, you know, traffic and conversion summit. I think you're at social media world. I mean, you're out there like what, and, and we're both very excitable about new things in digital, which can be kind of bad because you try too many things at once. Right. And, yeah, and that's not that's never a good thing, but, but yeah. tell us like, what are you kind of pumped up about right now? Like what, what are the things that you're, you're kind of excited about? Yeah. And I, I do have shiny new object syndrome uh, for sure in marketing. So <laughs> I, yeah. I do like to chase, chase new things. Um, but I, you know, we have a pretty small team here, so we have to pick, we have to pick and choose, and we can't chase everything. Um, one thing I will say on that, uh, you know, like I do, I do a podcast as well, and part of the I will say the kind of the hidden value in a podcast is that you know you record it. Like right now, we're 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 doing audio, we're recording this, pushing that out, and people are going to listen. But at the same time, you can do transcripts. So if you don't like to write or if you just don't find the time to write, your podcast then becomes a transcript, which then becomes content that Google can read. So that's sort of a, um, you know, SEO on autopilot, if you will, or content creation on autopilot. So that's, that's one thing. And I actually like the, the medium. I like talking to people. I like to, you know, pick their brains and things like that. So that's one thing, but that's not exactly new. Podcast has been out there for a while. So, um, but I think it's kind of a big market. So FYI out there on that. But as far as more, we'll say the bells and whistles, the shiny new objects. Um, I'm definitely excited about chatbots as a, in a couple different areas. Um, and that's kind of what I was focused at, at social media marketing world. I was, I sat in most of the chatbot tracks um, and chatbots I see as there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. When you go to certain, you go to a lot of e-commerce sites right now and you'll see the chat, the live chat widget, is connected to a chatbot. That's one way, but I think that's more of a that's more of like a live chat replacement. Um, that's one one option. The other option is using chatbots in Facebook ads. So you can in Facebook you can target people, um, you know, like all the normal targeting you you can have, but you can also have Facebook set as a goal. Um, I believe it's called engagement, or it might be engagement, it might be chat, actually, it might be messages actually. Um, I'm not looking at it right now. So you can set, uh, set it up so Facebook is, wants people to engage with this chat pod. And you, know, you try to set up a couple different questions that are no-brainer, easy questions that help segment them and then gets them excited about your brand. So now with an ad that you probably are only paying a couple cents per click, people have now engaged with your brand a couple different conversations and then now they're on their list. So that was the the big thing that I kind of skipped over is creating a list, a messenger list, or fill in the blank for other chat. Uh, you know, it could be WhatsApp, it could be Telegram, it could be whatever. But I think in a couple of years, building your um, messenger list or whatever 
list is, is going to be very important, mostly because people are not reading emails anymore. They're not opening them. They're not clicking on them. Um, so I, I think the stat that, that I remember, and I, I'm probably going to butcher the numbers are, you know, the open rate of an email right now is about 20%, but on a message that people get on their phone, the click through rate is 20%. So now, you know, that's a huge, huge difference when, you know, there's people are, there's email blindness or whatever they call it. Um, but now people are opening the chats because it's on the top of their phone. There's a little ding. They look at it. They're like, Ooh, Ooh, what is this? But people don't do that for your email at all. They, they ignore your emails. So I think, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm excited about trying to build a messenger list. And I think in a couple of years, that'll be a, you must do this, not like a, a fancy new toy to play with. So that's 100%. One. That, thank you so much for going over that. I have to agree with you 100%. I actually had a demo recently for a chat bot that basically works with Google My Business. It works with Facebook. It works with your website and a variety of other platforms. And mm -hmm. you can do a couple interactions within it. Then it's going to serve you a product. Then it will actually show you the product. You can try on the product within the chat bot through augmented reality. And oh, wow. it was just literally the coolest thing I've seen. It, it, it was amazing. And now there are a couple different ads out there that will also let you interact with a chat bot inside of the ad. And AdLingo is the Google platform for this, but there's other platforms out there too that within like an HTML5 ad, you can actually interact with the chatbot. So I believe that a core chatbot technology, just like you said, is going to be really important and you're going to have to funnel in people from all the different traffic sources through your chatbot technology, but to have one central chatbot technology is going to be really, really important. So I'm excited about that. And I have seen huge open rates and click-through rates also through, through Messenger as well. So really exciting stuff. Anything yeah. else innovative um, on, your, on your mind right now, or is it mostly the chatbot stuff that you're looking at? Boy, chatbot's kind of the thing. And I think for actually for people listening, it, if, especially if you're new to the industry, jumping on that and kind of like, you know, volunteering, I think is going to be good for you because in a couple of years, it'll be like, there's an email market and there's a PPC person, an SEO person, there might be a chat person at every company. So I think that's a, and, and there's just not any, there's nobody has the skills right now. Like it's, it's really, it's just the wild west of figuring this stuff out. So, so I jump on that. Um, there was a presentation that was given that this is actually like a, a party the night before one of the conferences. Um, that I was like enthralled by. So I have kind of been ignoring our YouTube channel for some time. Um, even then we get a lot of, we have a lot of videos, a lot of, a lot of people on it, but there was a, a tool called TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E Buddy, um, that is like a, we'll call it like the SEM rush for, for YouTube channels and YouTube videos. So that's something I was actually talking about with a coworker this morning. I'm like, man, if we really want to you know, crush our YouTube channel, this is probably the way. So that's something I'm excited about. I, um, I, I don't do good videos personally, so that's, I have to work on that. But, um, so I'm excited about that. I think, um, I'll give you a little bit of an equid answer here as well. So I think this is something, if you're in the e-commerce space, this is something everybody should get on, is that Instagram shoppable posts. So um, if you, and by the way, you don't have to use Equid for this. So if you're not on Equid, you don't have to have this, but you should, you should definitely go to Equid. But the, if you have a product feed that's synced with your Facebook business manager, that usually allows shoppable posts inside of Instagram. 
And right now, um, not enough people are doing it. And as Instagram keeps taking over, people are going to start noticing those little shopping bags. That's the little, little icon for it. That means that that post is shoppable right now. It's all free. There's no, um, you, you don't have to pay for it. So I think if you're, if you don't want to jump on an e-commerce brand and, and, you know, recommend that shoppable post throughout, I think that's going to be huge gains. And in a couple of years, it's going to be, you know, everybody's going to be doing it in two years. So right now, you know, when you do stuff early, is kind of when you get the most gains. So I would, I would definitely look at shoppable posts and the variety of shoppable things on uh, Instagram and, and beyond. I love it. First to market and embrace change. Those are two of our core values here at Ignite Visibility and things that I think should be core values of every digital marketer. Jesse, you and I could talk about amazing digital marketing things all day because yeah. we, we love this stuff, but unfortunately we're kind of running out of time here. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. Uh, clearly uh, an expert in your field. Where can people find out about you online and about what's coming up with Equid? Uh, let us know about a couple uh, places where we can, we can follow you. Sure. So I think the best place for me, if you, if you liked hearing what you have to say, is check out the Equid e-commerce show. So we do a, a weekly podcast. Uh, John, you've been on quite you know, several months ago uh, when I was just getting started. So much better now, by the way. Uh, so check out the Equid e-commerce show on your favorite podcast player. Um, for Equid, we, we generally have, you know, at, at Equid's a hard, hard word that nobody else is stealing that one. So <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, we're out there, uh, YouTube, whatever your favorite channel is, you'll, you'll find all about Equid. Awesome. Thanks again for being on Ignite Nation. Jesse Ness, Director of Growth Marketing at Equid. Check him out. Jesse, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Thanks, John.